decision many growing business owners wrestle with is when does it make sense to start adding employees, W-2 employees, not just contractors. If you are a locally owned business, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Main Street Success Stories. I'm your host, Jennifer Koch. I believe locally owned businesses are the heartbeats of our communities, and there is no better way to learn, be inspired, and stay motivated than by deep diving into the stories of real world entrepreneurs who have built something from the ground up. Whether you're dreaming of starting your own venture or just looking for a dose of inspiration, you're in the right place. Today's episode, my guest Jessica Crosby shares her journey of leaving corporate America, how a tough diagnosis pivoted her career, and how in just short five years, her business has skyrocketed, and I mean skyrocketed. She shares how a reoccurring problem in her business led her to go all in and hire her own crew. I invite you to sit back to listen and learn from Jessica's journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Main Street Success Stories. Today, I'm very excited to have someone that I really respect in my community, Jessica Crosby with Delight and Designs, an interior designing business. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you, John. I am so happy to be here. You know, Jessica, you have a really interesting story, an amazing business, and I know you do this with your daughter-in-law, Monica. Mm-hmm which I love that, you know, how you guys have created this business together and kept it in the family. So first of all, what did you do before you even got into owning this business? (laughs) Uh, It was completely different. I actually was a uh, leadership development trainer for a cable company. So traveled the country. I loved the job. I really did. Um, But traveled the country working with leaders on kind of their coaching skills and um, how to develop more business and that kind of thing. So I love the job. Um, but unfortunately, I was uh, diagnosed with a very bad, um, bad diagnosis of cancer. And so wanted to stop traveling the country and really kind of when you're hit with something like that, you reevaluate and kind of what's important. And I I truly did love that job. Um, Comcast treated me very, very well. Um, At the same time, I had a passion for this and I thought, how do I stay home a little bit more and go from there, so. Okay, so you had a passion for interior designing. So at Mm -hmm. home, you were the the friend that I envy (laughs) who can put all these cute things together and just make it look fabulous. But it takes more than having a passion to start interior designing. Obviously, you had leadership skills from your past career, which I'm sure have proven valuable. For and, sure. you know, I'm sorry to hear that you had to face that cancer decision. But like you said, sometimes it just kind of pauses us to step back and reflect. So how does one take their passion of making their home look so warming and inviting and turn it into a business? What did you do next? Yeah, I mean, I love telling this story. I literally um, developed my logo probably 10 years, maybe even close to 15 years ago. And every once in a while, I would get out like my business plan and continue to work on it. But it's one of those dreams where you're like, is it really going to happen? Can you make it happen? Um, So I've been plotting and planning for quite some time. And, And to your point, Um, sometimes you underestimate or you don't see the gifts that you're given until you're put in a situation like this. Because I had assumed that a lot of women loved doing what I frankly am pretty good at. So um, once I kind of discovered that there's a lot of women who are so busy and don't have that talent, 
I really saw a gap. And as you said, as friends and family started asking me, hey, Jess, could you help me do this? Or what do you think about that? Um, you know, the big question mark or light bulb went off in my head and said, I think there's room for this and I think we can make it work. So. So then what was the next step? You had kind of obviously had this dream, you had this burning, which I think yeah. a lot of us entrepreneurs do. You yeah. know, when we look back at how we got to where we got, I just think some of it, we're just born with it. It's like a DNA in there somewhere. Yeah. Did you just hang up your, put out your logo and hang up your sign and hope people would come or did you go? Yeah, and so I definitely did homework ahead of time. I started to get educated with the New York Art Institute. So that was um, kind of deepening my passion for design and uh, learned a lot about the history of design and, you know, what color goes with what and that kind of thing. So that's kind of where I started. So I in tandem did that along with developing my my business plan even further. And Grand Rapids is super lucky because we have a lot of free, frankly, local resources that will help you. I leaned very heavily on SCORE at the uh, Grand Rapids Chamber, and I leaned, leaned very heavily on the Small Business Association affiliated with Grand Valley State. Um, so both of those resources really, really, truly um, and I value the relationships that I garnered with both of them. You know, Jessica, your pipe dreaming, this revenue target isn't going to go. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll keep it real for you. And I, I really, really appreciated that. So do you remember your first client? I do. I do. And again, I love telling this story. So we had our grand opening in March of 2019. Um, and we got our first design client with our grand opening. So we haven't really covered that yet, but I have a retail shop with home decor. So we, you know, set out to do this grand opening and got our first design client on the very first day we opened. So while we tried to act cool and act like we knew what we we're doing behind the scenes, we're all like, <laughs> yes, we did it. So and what fun. kind of a project was it? Was it? Um, it frankly, it was our perfect first project. It was one that was um, somewhat a little less complex than, you know, a full-blown house gut remodel. It was some um, window treatments, some artwork. She needed some help picking out bar stools. So it was a perfect first project and, frankly, a perfect customer because she was very, very um, in tune with kind of being our guinea pig, if you would. So it was really, really nice. So I would have thought you would have told me that was a lot longer than 2019 because yeah. I have had a front row seat to your business and it has just been skyrocketing. And you've only been in business about five years? Yeah, we're super excited this March. We're going to celebrate our five-year birthday, which is, as you well, well know, is a huge, huge milestone for us small business owners. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like West Michigan has really embraced our business model, and that is marrying the design side with the build side. So we have our own crew here that are W2 to us, um, and that is a little bit of the secret sauce of Delight and Designs. It really, really resonates with clients. Um, unfortunately, in that industry, there's a lot of bad players. I'll just kind of be up front. We call them Chuck in a Truck. Um, where right. they go and they'll, you know, give you a bid and you don't really know what you're going to get. And sometimes they don't show up. Sometimes, frankly, they take off with your money. There's so many horror stories with it. Mm -hmm. And um, in my business plan, that's one of the things I set out to do is to, to change that, um, change that script, if you will. And, you know, the building industry can certainly be one of integrity and honesty and fun and 
uh, all those things. So yeah, I think it's, it's resonating and it's working. So it is. Well, congratulations on the upcoming five years, because you're right. You. These statistics are not fun to entrepreneurs. Um, for those that don't know, typical statistics, 50% do not make it to five years. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to say that a lot of them do not fail. They mostly quit before we get to that point of being able to pay yourself regularly and you know get through that, all those hard times. Sure. But there's so many, we, we know there's so many joys that come with owning your own business. But I really want to dive into what you talked about the building industry. You know, I, I often joke that being a CEO of your small business, you really should be a CPS, chief problem solver. <laughs> there are so many days where you walk in and you feel like all you're doing is putting out fires and redirecting and problem solving. So you were starting after your first client of, you know, color and all that, you started getting into kitchen remodels. That kind of became your niche. Is that correct? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we had always done kitchen and bath remodels, but um, definitely, again, I think because the market is saturated with people that don't necessarily execute as good as they should, maybe. Um, I think more and more clients are leaning on us for those bigger projects. And so, yeah, we definitely, that's the flagship of our businesses, kitchen, bath, and basement. So so you were seeing this issue with like, would you call them Chuck with a truck? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're you're delivering to a client, you're trying to really offer that high level of customer experience and, and service, and they're not showing up and they're doing all these things. So at what point did you say, I need to really take this into my own hands and hire my own contractors? Yeah. So <laughs> I was I was struggling with the same, the very thing that I didn't want to be, I was struggling with because I was subcontracting out the work. And I'm sorry, but the guys wouldn't show up or they had their own side jobs that they felt were more important than my job or for whatever reason. And um, I quickly became in tune with, I got to change this and I got to change it quick. So I did hire directly, I hired a project manager that had his builder's license um, and tried to tackle it that way. Um, But then what happened then is I became hostage to always keeping him employed. And when I discovered he wasn't really where I wanted to be either, I'm like, I need to do something about this. So I took it upon myself and studied probably the hardest I've ever studied. And for those of you who don't know me, I pretty much immerse myself pretty hard in anything I do. So that's kind of saying something because I I got a three inch book on how to get a builder's license. And I studied that thing probably four or five times over. Um, For me, I found getting my builder's license was challenging for me. Now, if you've built a house and you're used to doing that, it might become a little bit easier. Um, But I studied and I persevered. And I am proud to say, um, at least when I got my business license, I was the oldest woman in the state of Michigan to ever obtain her builder's license. But it just, um, to your point, it solved a lot of problems for me. I don't have to be held hostage to anybody and accountable to me and my word and my integrity. So, well, there you go. It's never too late to start something. Ever. So, I love that piece of it. And you're right. There's as small business owners, when we start to expand and need help, we usually go to contractors because, to your point, we don't have enough work to bring somebody on as a W two. But then you are held hostage. They they can work whatever hours they want to work. Mm-hmm. They might not be available for you when you need them or when your client needed them. 
So the fact that you just went after getting your own builder's license to me is just um, so impressive and just shows your perseverance and your passion to take care of your clients. So you have your builder's license, you go out there to hire your first contractor. Did you find being a woman in that field, like on the contractor side of things, were you taken seriously at first? I have had, so I have a project manager right now that is wonderful. He recognizes that I certainly don't know everything. I know code pretty well, um, but I certainly don't know the how-tos um, like he does. And he does such a good job, and I don't really know if he even knows it, but I always feel like he treats me with respect. We have great conversations, and we really lock elbows and push Delight and Designs forward. Um, now, I've had other employees that I'm going to call mansplain me, and, and I do feel a little bit like, okay, they're not, they're not getting it. Um, so, you know, just being candid, you know, I feel like I'm good on the sales side and the business management side, um, but I don't know everything there is to know about carpentry, and I do rely on my guys to do that. And the team that I have right now is certainly knowledgeable and respectful of, okay, she's got this and she's got this pretty good. And this is my job. And I need to be the one that's proficient and carries the business with this piece of the project. Which is really the ultimate goal of a business owner is we shouldn't know every detail. We should be able to hire the right people, put them in the right positions and lead them and have them answer those hard questions for us. Exactly. So since this, since bringing the contractors on as W-2, which was a big move for you, you mm -hmm. said things are going smoother. It's it's working. You're able to probably, I would think, produce more kitchens and more bathrooms in a year. Right, right. It's, it's definitely been a game changer um, because, you know, as you vet through and you interview, um, you come to understand the guys that are going to show up every day, the guys that really get... You know, every person that's on my crew right now understands the value and the fun in, oh my gosh, this business is only five years old and I get to be part of helping it blow up and take over Grand Rapids, basically. That's kind of, we kind of joke about it, but that's our goal. Right. Well, you're on your way. So tell me what you love about your past five years. Like what, what brings you joy when you see, obviously the growth of your business, there's a lot of pride there and being such a key player in the community that brings a lot of, a lot of joy in itself. But what do you love about the day-to-day -day and what you do? Um, one of them you already mentioned, um, I do get to work with my daughter-in-law, Monica, and I just cherish that. Monica brings so much to the table Again, she's kind of the yang to my yang. So she does everything social marketing and kind of a little bit of our IT person too, because she's very good at that. Um, I'm a dreamer. You know, any design person is going to be in La La Land and Monica is very, very logical. So anytime I'm like, hey, let's do this, she reels me back in and suggests, no, no, no. So I love that. Um, I love... Uh, delighting our customers. I just love when they see that reveal. And I, I mean, it really is like HGTV. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. Um, so obviously, I love that piece of it. And one of my philosophies, and if I could pass on advice to any other business owner, I really believe if you treat your employees even better than you treat your customers, that they in turn treat your customers really well. And I, I I really try to pride myself on treating employees super, super over the top well so that they 
treat our customers right. And it's just a good experience for everybody involved with Delight and Designs. Well, Jessica, you have led with it. It's working. Congratulations on your success in really a short amount of time. Um, and thank you for sharing just kind of how you tackled a problem head on. I know a lot of people listening today might not want to go out and get their builder's license and tackle such a big, but, but, you know, it just inspires us that we can, there are solutions to our problems with whatever you're dealing with. And on the other side of that is a lot of joy. We all know that there's a reason we go into owning our own business. It's that freedom, flexibility, being part of our community. There's so much that it brings. So what does the next year look like for you? Are you going to give yourself a break and maybe take a nice long vacation after celebrating five years? <laughs> Actually, um, we just got invited to bid on um, a super cool commercial space. I don't want to give too much away, um, but we're super excited about that. So we'll be um, putting in a bid to design on something like, as you mentioned, that's going to be great for the community. Um, so we're very excited about that and we'll see where that takes us. Well, I'm excited to watch. I will be uh, keeping eye on that. I can't wait to see um, where that goes for you. Thank so you. if anyone is in the Grand Rapids area and they would like help, I love the other thing too, that you do have a gift shop. I yeah. have frequented your gift shop because like I said, I am not very good at even putting seasonal decorations on my mantle. <laughs> and I will walk into your gift shop with a picture and your staff, somebody always helps me pull something out and kind of pull it together. So you have a gift shop, but if yep. someone's interested in learning more, want to refresh a room, remodel, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, definitely come visit our shop on 5430 54, Northland Drive, um, very close to the new Honest House. Um, but another way to reach out to us is through our website. So www.delightanddesigns.com, that is with an S, so designs.com. Um, and there you can see all of our work and kind of get to meet the crew and all that good stuff. Wonderful. Well, I will definitely put that in the show notes. And once again, Jessica, I know you're a busy woman and I just really thank you for your time today. Thank you, John. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jessica and you find a nugget or two that you can take into your own business. Now, I realize going out and getting a whole separate business license and taking on a contracting type position might not be the solution to your problem. But what I want you to think about, is there a reoccurring problem that's coming up in your business over and over? And what can you do, even if it's a small thing, to, to stop that problem from taking so much of your time and energy? I have just a quick favor. Would you be willing to leave me a five-star review and also share this episode with your business bestie? I would be so grateful. And if you are struggling or would like to create a roadmap to attract more customers by positioning yourself as the expert in your industry, I invite you to reach out and learn more about my program, Grow Your Local Business Blueprint. I have spent 25 years owning and operating multiple businesses. I use my experience to help you save time and money with executable strategies to help you boost your sales, improve your profits, pay yourself more, and build more referrals. Head on over to nextwavebusinesscoaching.com or click on the show notes below. And until next time, keep building and remember to support your local businesses.